Hello and welcome to this episode of the Mafalst Mashup. We're in the mid-season break for season four, and today I'm bringing part two of the interview I had with Marcy Hausman. We talk personalized learning, both with and without technology. I hope you enjoy. Um, now, was she doing a lot of this or the school doing a lot of this in a non-digital format? So her playlist is definitely a mix. Mm-hmm. You know, Lexia, which is, is, is what part of what I was visiting there to observe. But so there is definitely that digital piece, but her playlist is made up of, of non-digital um, options as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'd have to explore that further with her because I was obviously digging into where Lexia fit into her playlist and her implementation and the school's, you know, implementation. But if I could like take us off on one other, one other path conversation, sure. <laughs> um, because I'm, I'm thinking back to your question of, you know, is it just this huge change or, or is it something we look at what's already in place? And, and I think sometimes, and you could totally push back on this if that's the case, I think sometimes we forget the fundamentals of understanding the learning journey, ensuring that students understand the learning journey. In other words, um, where, where are we going? You know, where am I going in my learning? What, what will it look like when I get there? So I can't measure my progress towards this, this end if I don't know what it looks like when I get there. So what, where am I headed? What will it look like when I get there? And then providing feedback all along the way that helps the student understand, you know, the progress they are or are not making. And that's, is just, that's just effective instruction. That's solid beginning with the end in mind. Um, that's communicating clearly the desired objective and what it looks like. And I think that's personalization. And I, I could be wrong, but I think if we, if we, if we truly map a journey and understand it well before we ever start teaching, and we ensure that the students understand it well and know where they are headed. And then we, then we provide them that ownership in their learning. I mean, back to what I said earlier, we can't just like willy nilly. Okay. What do you want to learn today? We are still facilitators. Mm-hmm. We are still designers. You know, we still have standards and, and mastery that needs to be achieved. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just would love your thoughts on that because I think part of personalization is, is all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when those things are in place, then students can really be empowered because they know where they're headed. They know what it looks like and they're receiving feedback along the way to monitor and adjust course, correct. Mm-hmm. So. Which has always been really good instruction. You know, Madeline Hunter, that's what it was. Here's your goal. <laughs> Here's how we're going to get there kiddos. And we all got on the same vehicle, but down the same road to get to the same vacation spot. <laughs> right? Yeah. But all the kids are in the back seat wandering to know, are we there yet? Right? Some of them have fallen asleep. I know I was when I was in school. <laughs> kids are, I can just imagine little footballs we used to flick. And <laughs> so I think we're learning getting in the same 1980 station wagon isn't the best way to go. But opening up, uh, I like the idea. I've heard playlists before, but I, I don't really talk a lot about that or, or I think of menus also, but 
Yep. I like the term playlist because that's cool. That, that makes sense, really does. Right? right? Yep. Um, I'm in the South, so buffet. Is <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, anyway. Um, so let's talk about technology, though. Where, okay. What are some ways that technology come into play uh, when it comes to personalization? So, I, I mean, I can speak. Is it okay if I just speak to Lexi as an example? Let's talk about yeah. it, yeah. Okay. So I think it's, it comes into play. So in the terms of, I'll just talk Core 5, which is our elementary you know, program. It's for all learners, all levels, kindergarten through fifth grade, builds confident, proficient readers. It's a tool in the teacher's tool belt. Mm -hmm. And I, I like to talk about blended learning in terms of, at least with Core 5, Lexia, Lexia's elementary product, um, one part student experience to two parts teacher engagement. And so in our role, my role is implementation. So it's to help schools figure out how this fits into their, their vision for literacy in their buildings and, and achieving their literacy goals. So what does implementation look like and are we thinking about that ratio of one part student experience to two parts? So first we'll talk about personalization for students. So in the student experience online, it's, high, it's adaptive. So it, it adapts to the needs of students um, depending on where they need additional support, they receive that additional support. If they don't need it, it pushes them quickly through these different skills. So it's able to adapt and personalize their experience as the learner, it's also personalized because there's a lot of voice and choice. So the, the expectation of the students is that they work in all six strands of reading, phonics, phonological awareness, vocabulary, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they have voice in which they're going to start their day with. So today I'm getting on core five. I, I know I have 20 minutes or 10 minutes to work. What am I going to do in my 10 minutes? And I look at my, my dashboard and I consider what my goals are because the goals are displayed right at the top. Mm. How many units am, am I going to gain in, during this time that I'm on core five? And what do I want to start in? Today, it feels like a vocabulary day. So it's personalized because I get to choose where I'm going to spend my minutes to a certain degree. But the expectation is that they complete units in all of the reading strands to show overall mastery before being able you know, to move on. So there's still some guardrails. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll continue your metaphor now of this <laughs> driving, you know, this trip, whatever. So there's still some guardrails to make sure that they don't just live in their happy world of, yeah, I'm really good with vocabulary. So I'm going to spend all day, every day over here in vocabulary and I'm going to ignore phonics because I don't like phonics or I'm going to ignore comprehension because that's really hard for me. Mm -hmm. So it still puts some, some guardrails. So that's like the, the, how, it's, how technology can personalize um, the learning experience for the students is, is adapt and respond in the moment to, um, to provide support if needed or to push the student further. So if I'm, a, if I'm a third grader sitting in a class, but I'm reading well above grade level, in during whole group instruction in my classroom setting, I'm going to kind of have to be like, you know, in the, in the 1970s station wagon, and I'm going to have to be along for the ride Right. Because it's whole group and the teacher is, is, you know, managing all of us at the same time. But as soon as this differentiated approach happens, 
and I'm, I'm released to go get on core five, then I have instruction that's tailored to me. And I'm actually going to be pushed to develop skills that are at the fifth grade level because that's what's right for me. So that's, that's kind of the online experience. But then the offline experience, the two parts teacher engagement is still personalized because the teacher can go in and look at this timely in the moment data that tells me as a teacher, okay, Alice is killing it over here in vocabulary, but she is really struggling with her sight words or, you know, whatever it is. I can personalize now my face-to-face -face instruction. When I pull small groups, I can, I can know that these four students are struggling with closed syllables. So I'm going to pull those four students and, and provide instruction specific to that skill deficit. And so it's personalized for those four students because right now that is a skill they are all struggling with. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I think the technology adapts to the students' needs, but I think it's, it's only as powerful as the data that it can provide to the teachers so that the teachers then can use that data, pull some instructional resources that the program suggests, and sit in front of some students and provide personalized face-to-face -face instruction. In some ways, computers have to replace teachers. Uh, we use computers for grade books. I don't have to calculate anymore. A teacher doesn't have to, you know. Yep. There are things that computers can compute that is much faster and, and collects data much better yep. than uh, I can sit down and do running records all day and spend three days for, you know. Exactly. Or a computer can gather that for me. And so I think some ways we can get really smart with what a computer can do. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what a lot of what Lexia does. Is that right? True. And, and I heard this brilliant principle share. Um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to inter introduce yet another uh, metaphor here. Okay. I'm sorry. We're on our third one now, <laughs> but I have to share this because she nailed it. So she's, she's a former science. She was like a secondary science teacher before becoming a principal. And um, when rolling Lexia out with her staff, she knew that that's some of what's out there that um, I will never be replaced by, you know, a program or computer, mm -hmm. which is absolutely accurate. Mm -hmm. We will never replace teachers. Yeah. But what we can do is lighten the burden that teachers feel to meet the needs of so many diverse students in their classroom, large class sizes with many, many, many different needs, especially when it comes to literacy. Um, we can ease their burden by the way you just described. What is it that the computer can do in order to respond, adjust, adapt, and then communicate critical information through data to the teacher so the teacher can be really responsive and maximize her instructional time in a small group setting. So anyway, this principal knew the vision, but she also knew her teachers really well. And so she talked about a fulcrum. And she said, let's talk about a fulcrum, simple machine, simple machine, um, and then the lever that sits on top of the fulcrum. She says, the lever is the work that has to be done. There is work that you as teachers are doing, you know, all day, every day. And the fulcrum, depending on where you place the fulcrum, the, the, it will determine the leverage that you get and how much of your load you are sharing. So my invitation to you as a principal is to consider where you're going to put your fulcrum 
Your fulcrum is your attitude about what Core 5 could do as a tool for you in your classroom. You can either leverage it well mm -hmm. and help allow it to lighten your, lighten your load in ways that it can so that you can maximize your time and energy on the things that only you can do. Or you cannot put that fulcrum in a desired location mm -hmm. and still end up lifting most of this load yourself. Oh my goodness. Like when she shared that with me, I thought that is, that is a principal painting, a vision. It's your choice. Mm -hmm. I, I am giving this tool to you. I have seen this tool be highly effective in, in supporting a teacher's ability to meet the diverse needs, but you decide where your fulcrum is going to be and how much work you're going to do as a result of it. I just thought that was cool. It's a smart analogy. It really is. Yeah. I love that. Well, so I was uh, reading that Alex Alexia was recently awarded, uh, what was the award? Cool Tool Finalist by EdTech Digest. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's for our Power Up for our secondary program, which is for sixth through 12th grade students. Everything that I just talked about, I was talking about Core 5, but it applies equally. Um, in fact, I could go into it far more about Power Up and the data is incredible. But, but anyway, so yes, that, that we're finalists for our secondary adolescent program um, for sixth through 12th grade students who are struggling readers. Yeah. Great. That is great. Well, congratulations. And so how long have you been with Lexia? Wow. Uh, so it'll be two years in, in December. So Time still flies. I just passed my first year. But what, what's interesting is when I was a principal, um, I had basically two main areas of focus, building effective PLC teams and facilitating the implementation of a blended learning model of helping this, like this principal, this lever examples, kind of, you know, that kind of a thing. And so um, I actually, you know, tried to help teachers understand how this could be, how technology could be a helpful tool in their tool belt. And so it's really been neat to be on this side, um, helping now, helping district leaders and principals do both because we, we definitely do not lose focus on P PLCs you know, collaborative teams looking at data. So we're, we're building capacity there while we're also building capacity in implementing a blended learning model. So it, it's, it's been a nice, you know, way for me to use, I guess, my experiences as a principal. And I'll probably have some listeners want to reach out to you. Uh, yeah. Where can they find you? Um, well, goodness, for sure on Twitter, because that's how you and I met. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just at Marcy Houseman on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm happy to share my my kind of generic email or my profession, my Lexia email. I don't know which do you think would be better to share now. What is your uh, Lexia email? It's M Houseman. Just so Houseman is just Houseman. M Houseman at LexiaLearning.com. Awesome. And thank you, Marcy Houseman, for joining me for this interview on the Math Faust mashup. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Math Faust mashup. If you enjoyed this episode, I only ask one thing. Please pass it along. Now let's go out there and make an impact. <laughs>